0: Download the Move app and log in with your Mamma Mia login. Head to move.mamma mia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to, to such a, <laughs> <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to the Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. What the heck is a metaverse? Recently, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, announced the parent company of the social media platform would be rebranding in order to better encompass their future plans.
1: To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta.
0: But what does that even mean? And why are some people concerned about Mark Zuckerberg being involved in the metaverse at all? Today, we break down our predicted virtual futures and what that might look like if a corporate giant not just creates it, but controls it too. Have you ever seen the movie Ready Player One? It's about a kid who hunts for an eccentric tech guy's fortune within the online simulation that Tech Guy created, which is now used by billions of people across the globe.
1: People come to the OASIS for all the things they can do, but they stay because of all the things they can be. Tall, beautiful, scary, a different sex, a different species, live action, cartoon. It's all your call.
0: Basically, people live virtually within a massive online multiplayer simulation game in which virtual life costs real-world money. This is a form of what is referred to as the metaverse. A place in which people can interact with one another and digital objects while operating their virtual selves or avatars. The metaverse won't obviously be all about gaming, although that will probably be how many of us get our first taste of it. But it will actually be made up of different versions of reality overlaid onto the real world. That includes virtual reality, like the headset-wearing people we see running into walls in funny videos, and augmented reality, like Pokemon Go or face filters that pop a cat on your head. So we use our phones to see things that aren't there in the real world. It also includes virtual worlds, like the ones created in games like Roblox or Fortnite, where your avatar is immersed in a world created by another. While these are more fun, gamey ways we use the technologies, they're also being used for other purposes. Imagine your Zoom meeting becoming more of a 3D experience, like you're in the same room together. The same could happen with your GP or specialist taking telehealth to a whole new level. As we all know, adult content has flourished in the online space and the metaverse will seemingly be no exception. By 2025, it's predicted that virtual reality adult content will be a billion-dollar business, the so-called sex tech trend becoming an integral part of the metaverse. Many in the tech world believe the metaverse will also eventually replace the internet as we know it today. But while it's still just a concept at the moment, there are some who are working towards making the metaverse a reality. People like Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg.
1: I am dedicating our energy to this more than any other company in the world. And if this is the future that you want to see, then I hope that you will join us. Because the future is going to be beyond anything we can
0: imagine. We already know the issues we've dealt with when it comes to having more technology in our lives. The mental health impact of apps like Instagram or the threat to democracy caused by misinformation spread by platforms like Facebook. On top of that, we have the privacy issues as those technologies watch our every online move to see how they can best sell something to us from the information they glean. So will those issues also be something we have to deal with in the metaverse, or something worse? Dr Marcus Carter is a researcher in digital cultures and human-computer interaction based at the University of Sydney. Marcus, if you were to describe the metaverse to someone who has no idea what it is and no IT education behind them, how would you explain it?
1: So the metaverse is this idea that originally comes from science fiction about a virtual world that is maybe more pervasive and more integrated with the real world and our real lives than what we currently got with technologies like the internet. In its science fiction origins, it's a hyper-corporate, hierarchical, dystopian, awful thing. And so I don't know why Mark Zuckerberg's jumped on that idea, but it's definitely shaping the future of Facebook.
0: So when we're talking about the sci-fi version, we're looking at like Oasis from Ready Player One or say the new Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy, where people are sort of in a virtual world and interacting with each other and some wear glasses that they can see exactly what's going on. Is that the kind of vibe we're getting?
1: We think about technologies like virtual reality that are going to power this idea of the metaverse as like a silly, leisurely gaming technology. And I'm a games researcher. I love games. Not to put anything down on that. But I think when we talk about it through that lens, we obfuscate some of the really significant harms that come from the data that virtual reality devices can collect. It's not an overstatement to say that virtual reality is probably the most data extractive sensor that we are going to invite into our homes over the next decade. So that kind of gives you a bit of context of like why a data-hungry company like Facebook is going to be wanting to expand into this domain. But it's also going to be much more than just gaming. It's going to be work, education, health, and all of these domains are going to be enhanced and integrated into this. I think rather than thinking about the metaverse as a game like World of Warcraft or Second Life that you log into, it's much more constructive to start thinking about this as this is what the next generation of the internet is going to look like. Everything is going to be integrated into it. And then the question is, do we want Facebook having that level of control over the future of the internet?
0: We'll get to Facebook in a second. But when you say virtual reality is one of the most data harvesting forms of technology we have, what do you mean by that? How is it getting more info from us than we're already sort of handing over to social media platforms as it is?
1: Well, the data that Facebook has about us from our use of Instagram, from our use of Facebook, from the cookies they put on our browsers to track us as we browse the internet, it's plainly incomplete, right? When you walk away from your device, they don't know what's going on. And they can only make assumptions about why you did something online. They don't know the full situation. In VR, everything is data. Where you look, what you look at, how you look at, all things associated with cognition, they're going to know more about us than we know about ourselves. To the extent that the data that a virtual reality headset can collect is a behavioural biometric. It's like a fingerprint. We could identify you from a stack of users in VR because the way you move, the way you talk, the way you interact with the world is so unique, you'll stand out.
0: Well, let's talk about Facebook's interest in creating the metaverse. So unlike the internet, which was open source and not created by a giant corporation, so therefore it's kind of become useful to everybody and then corporatized over time, what would the difference be if this metaverse that's going to become such an integral part of our day-to-day lives is created by a corporate entity like Facebook?
1: It's difficult to speculate now, right? We don't know fully what this is going to look like and where the impacts are going to be. And we call this the Collingridge Dilemma. It's really difficult to regulate technologies before they are kind of integrated in society because we don't know what the harms are going to be. But then once those technologies are integrated in societies, it's really hard to regulate them because they're already so integrated. What I think is at the heart of the problem with the metaverse and why Facebook is so obsessed with this idea, and they are obsessed with this idea, they've got 20% of their workforce is working on VR and AR hardware and software development. They're spending $10 billion a year on this. They've got a 65% market share of the VR market already. Why Facebook is doing this, we can really look at what recently happened when Apple added privacy features for users, where we could opt out of being tracked by our apps. That cost companies like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, $10 billion in how much less data they had about us and therefore how much harder it was for them to deliver targeted digital advertisements based on that data. Facebook right now is simply a software company. They rely on other people's platforms, Apple's iOS platforms, Google's Android platform for smartphones, in order to function. They don't want to be stuck in that role. They want to be the platform themselves.
0: How do we prepare for this? So is there a way of arming ourselves to make sure that we are educated enough for when this integration begins so that we're aware of it? Like, How do we prepare for this next shift? And is it coming soon?
1: That's a tricky one. I love VR games. I own an Oculus Quest and I tell everybody how terrible Facebook is and how enormously scary these data extracting capabilities are. VR gaming is also really fun. How do we as individuals approach a trade-off between me giving up my individual data and kind of knowing what that data is and being comfortable with that versus giving up my data and really not knowing what the potential harms are with the use and abuse of that data in aggregate when they have it about all of us. One response I've had to Facebook's switch into the metaverse has been, well, this is probably good because Facebook have such a terrible track record at managing the palms of their technologies and putting profits over people, that maybe regulators and policymakers are actually gonna start paying attention to these VR and AR technologies before they're fully integrated into society and where the harms are evident, but perhaps really difficult to stop. So as individuals, I'm not sure, but I'm really hoping that the next step is policymakers and regulators paying a lot more attention to this topic.
0: Well, Marcus, what kind of time frame are we looking here before the metaverse becomes part of our day-to-day lives? Are we talking five years, 10 years, 20 years? What's the time frame?
1: It's five years. The time that we're in right now is right before Apple released the iPhone we had smartphones you know business people had blackberries but we weren't all using and just totally stuck to our phones then apple nailed like an assemblage of features right big touch screen intuitive interactions the right form factor the right price factor and that exploded and we now make a billion smartphones a year i think we're right on the precipice of both the technology being kind of sufficiently usable and intuitive, but then also the apps and the software kits being there. It's probably unlikely that we're all going to be strapped into a VR headset in our homes. It's a bit more likely that we'll all be using augmented reality, which is where you wear a normal pair of glasses, but your vision is augmented by a digital display that kind of changes what you see, like it enhances it with digital information. We all know of Google's Google Glass product that failed pretty miserably, but Facebook have also recently released a partnership with Ray-Bans, a Ray-Bans Stories device, which is a pair of smart glasses with a five megapixel camera in it. I tried a pair on, they look like regular glasses. We are really on the precipice of this technology being small enough and inconspicuous enough. And really, I think we are all so attached to our phones, the leap of having the text messages and social media and the content that we engage with on our phones viewable through a pair of glasses, I don't think that's actually that foreign. I think we're going to pick up that technology really quickly.
0: So the metaverse will be less like Ready Player One and more like an extension of your smartphone, which will be more and more integrated into your everyday life. Whether that be a trip to the GP, your day in the office, or a trip to the zoo wearing your new Ray-Ban Stories, a shared virtual platform that people access from various devices and together they'll move through a digital environment. And while Facebook has stolen the headlines, they aren't the only ones investing time and money into the concept. Roblox is hoping to create a space where people can come together within millions of 3D experiences to learn, play, create and socialise. Microsoft is building an enterprise metaverse, bringing the digital and physical worlds together, as well as utilizing it for their gaming platforms through Xbox and Minecraft. Marketplace giant Amazon could also play a role, as could a dozen other companies who are behind things like Fortnite and Snapchat, who've made it clear they're looking to a metaverse future too. And while the thought of it might be scary for some, Marcus says the metaverse will have some great potential alongside its somewhat problematic issues.
1: The thing i'm most excited about so one of the research projects that i'm involved with is using technologies to enhance the experience of going to the zoo because i think if we can use technologies to connect people with animals we can motivate people to care more about the environment that's the kind of whole mission of the zoo so this project that i was involved with was filming inside zoo enclosures with high resolution 360 degree cameras that you then view that footage in vr and they are some of the most incredible experiences I've had of my life. If you think of it the first time you watched like a great David Attenborough nature documentary and how amazing the wildlife scene. VR puts you inside that place next to that animal in a way that's safe for the animal and really, really connects you. That immense power for presence, like a real physical and social presence in a scene is going to lead to some really amazing experiences that are going to be used for both really good, serious purposes, but also like the next generation of what films are going to look like. On the other hand, the data and the metadata that Facebook's going to be able to collect about us and the maybe enormous platform power we're currently looking at them potentially having is going to situate them as one of the largest companies in the world, but also as a company with such a poor track record of ensuring that their technologies don't harm society, don't polarize public debate, don't lead to, as we're seeing right now with the Facebook papers, they know that Instagram harms teenagers and they did nothing. They know that their newsfeed algorithm you know, recommends more polarizing content to users and they did nothing. Facebook having this powerful intermediary role at the centre of this, I think, both limits the possibilities, it pushes it all towards more corporate, more dystopian opportunities and maybe limits some of the more positive, open and collaborative potentials that this technology has.
0: This episode of The Quickie was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. Do you feel like getting lost in something extraordinary? Join host Emma Gillespie as she delves into the glamorous and scandalous life of Linda Evangelista, the supermodel who vanished, in our latest season of Extraordinary Stories. Even her junior high school teacher, Josephine Baranek, knew what might lay ahead for Linda, penning it in her yearbook. Something I really believed in. I said, see you on the cover of Vogue. I did know early on that I wanted to model. I had no idea it was going to happen yet, and I guess they knew it too, and I didn't ever think it possible to be on the cover of Vogue. I thought it was just a very nice thing of her to say. To listen, subscribe now on M+.